Hello and welcome to the Big 12 Country Podcast, where four guys in jockstrap will be covering college football and providing content and HSOs from around the Big 12. Everybody, welcome back to the Big 12 Country Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and uh, tonight we're here with Kendall. Hello. And Brady. Hello. And uh, tonight we're uh, picking back up on our recruiting series that we've been doing, and we are going to stop by Austin to talk about the Texas Longhorns 2017 recruiting class. And we are joined by Derek Duke. Uh, he works for HCS, and he covers Texas for them. How you doing, Derek? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on and joining us. Uh, just kind of getting things started here. Just uh, you know, overall, were there were there did signing day as 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 a whole go as if everything was planned, or did you guys have any questions or hits or misses or you know late scares, anything like that? I think overall, this is a class that I kind of expected to come in, um, but maybe so not so much for Texas fans. I think there was a little bit of panic uh, in around the Austin program. Mm-hmm. So what 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 was your kind of overall impression of this class? Because like you said, Texas fans, there's kind of rumbles. They maybe they, they expected something a little more, but you know, kind of what was your impression of this class coming in? Well, I thought uh, Herman came in. You know, he came in and he got hired November 27th, and he didn't have much time, to be honest with you, to build those relationships to get kids signed onto the Texas program and. and get really get behind him so he was working with very little time and the dead period really didn't help him either mm-hmm. uh, but overall i thought he did what he needed to do as far as getting some needs he didn't do too much reaching of players i thought he got some players that he really needed to fill out some positions and, and some holes on the roster what what is your you know your kind of answer to you know there's a there's a, a building narrative out there especially among opponent fan bases that basically Texas just recruited Houston's class with uh, a few really talented players thrown in on the very top of the class. And I know there's some fans that I've talked to that are diehard Texas fans that are kind of eh about it too. So just just your general thoughts, is there any truth to that you feel like, that maybe he just went back and got players he knew were there from his time at Houston, or this is just the best he could put together on a late, late, you know, late schedule? I would say a little bit of both. He got some players that he built some relationships at Houston with, but he also he got some guys that he didn't really previously have any kind of relationships with uh, to come to Texas with him. But it's funny you mention that because when he was hired, he only actually had about two weeks of free recruiting, and then the dead period hit uh, on the 12th of December, and that lasted until January 11th. So he really had only about 15 days to work before the dead period, and then after the dead period, he had about 18 days left until National Signing Day. So he wasn't really working with a whole lot of time there. Mm-hmm. We're looking about a little little bit over a month, maybe, that he could actually see these, some of these kids face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that was a big part of it as well. Uh, that didn't help the, the class any at all. Okay, okay. Who do you, who do you feel like kind of was the staple of the class, like the guy that really, really hit a need and that, that you think come in and make an impact right away? As far as needs would go, I would say probably Gary Johnson, uh, the linebacker out of Dodge City. 
DeSantis uh, Junior College. I think he really was probably the biggest need in this class just because of his importance overall to the class. And what he's basically going to do is he's going to move Malik Jefferson to the outside where his natural position should be. Oh. So, so you're kind of expecting uh, Gary Johnson to come in right away then to fill that position right away? I would almost pencil him in as an immediate starter. Well, you, no, you, you, since you brought that up, because that's kind of news to me on the on the Malik Jefferson side of it, just because of the standpoint that, to me, he looks like you know somebody who's really comfortable in the inside and playing middle linebacker. Do you feel like he's? And maybe this is just because I haven't really got a chance to see it. But do you feel like he can he can do you know some more of the the side to side running and covering of receivers occasionally, things like that? That's that's commanded of an outside linebacker. Absolutely. You know, coming out of high school, he went to uh, Petite High School. He was one of the top outside uh, linebacker uh, prospects in the country. Mm-hmm. And that's where his natural position was, on the edge, maybe kind of rushing the passer a little bit, also doing a little bit in pass coverage. The only reason he was really in that uh, middle linebacker spot is because we didn't have anybody else to solidify that spot on the inside. Uh, we didn't really have anybody inside to fulfill that role. So Malik stepped in that role and he, he actually did it pretty quite well yeah yeah i've been impressed with him inside I, to me he just you know his weight and just the way they've got him set up and I, it, he just looks like a middle linebacker not that he couldn't shed some of that and gain some speed in the offseason i just bush was curious it was something we haven't really got a chance to see him do a whole lot so since that came up i thought i would ask um you know who do you well do you think there's a legitimate chance that sam elliger can come in and compete for this job at all i mean that's that's something that we're hearing a lot i've seen him throw on tape a lot he does look like a good thrower and me personally i still haven't seen out of bushell in a game what i felt like we saw in spring or you know in high school just the full comfort of the you know the filling out the offense and being able to go all over the field with it so you know just your thoughts on that well, it's funny you mention that. When I lived uh, in the Austin area, I had the privilege to watch Sam for a couple of years in high school. And he was really a guy that was just a leader uh, of his program. He was the face of the program over there at Westlake High School. And he led his team to a, a state title appearance. And he, He's just a kid that's tough as nails, competitor, just it, smart football IQ. I think he really does have a chance to come in and, and spring and battle out with Michelle. And the reason I'm saying that is because I think the offense that Herman's going to bring in actually fits Ellinger's uh, features a little bit better than what Bouchelle would be. Ellinger's got a little bit more of that dual threat in him, mm-hmm. where Bouchelle's more of a pocket passer type guy. Okay. With uh, the departure of Devontae Foreman, uh, it looks like Tanil Carter will have a good shot, you know, some early playing time. Do, do you see that happening, you know, right at the beginning of the season? I do see it happening, but I think they're going to bring him along slowly. I'm not mm-hmm. sure that he's going to get a ton of carries right away. This is still going to be Chris Warren's offense, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe a little bit Kyle Porter, but I do expect Carter to come in and maybe beat out uh, Kyle Porter for that second running back spot. Well, Speaking, speaking of Warren, how, how's his re- uh, rehabilitation coming? Has it come along pretty smoothly? As far as I know, everything that he's he's been healthy and he's going to be ready for spring practice. Oh, excellent! Um, in the in the class uh, that was signed this year, do you feel like there was a player that that Texas was able to land that that you thought might have been going somewhere else, kind of like a surprise surprise sign or anything like that? I would probably have to say either the Tony Carter, who we were just speaking about, who was a former Georgia commit. Uh, 
for some reason or another, George, Georgia didn't want to, didn't have enough room to sign him, and he was going to be an early enrollee. So he actually landed at Texas, which was a nice signing for them. Another guy that I would probably say would probably be, I would say wide receiver Jordan Pouncey. I don't think many Texas fans actually believe that he would come into Austin. Uh, he was a former Notre Dame commit, and he was actually from the Miami area, so everybody kind of thought he was going to go to Miami, and Miami really didn't have too much room for him either. So when he came down to Austin, he loved his visit, and he actually committed uh, on signing day to the Longhorns. Is there a certain person, maybe maybe the fans don't really know their name that well or anything, but it's kind of like the sleeper of this class that you see that's going to really help out the season? I would say Reese Latow, the tight end uh, from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I think he is a guy that's going to step in immediately, and actually I think I would almost have him penciled in as a starter on the first game. Uh, there's really a big hole at tight end since Caleb Blewett has, has moved on to, from graduation. And I think in this uh, new offense that Herman's going to run, the tight end's going to be more involved. And I think he's a guy that I would probably keep an eye on to make an early impact. Yeah, be, being here in Oklahoma, we, we've had a chance to see him play a little bit in high school. He's he, he's a pretty good ball player. I think mm-hmm. he'll fit right in Texas offense, especially with Herman, what he has coming. I, I think he's going to be a perfect fit tight end. He, run, he runs well, too. Yeah. So. That's, and that's what I think people kind of underrate him at. He's a great blocking tight end, but he also has that ability to catch the football. So he's almost like a dual-threat tight end, if you would say, and I think he really has a chance to make an early impact. Is there a guy that, you know, maybe you feel like he's coming into this class is a little bit overhyped? You know, maybe, you know, I know that's kind of unfair to do to somebody, but is there somebody you maybe feel like, oh, everybody's maybe looking over at this guy when they really shouldn't be. They should be looking at this guy. I don't know about overrated. There is a guy that I'm kind of keeping an eye on. Um, he's actually with ESPN 300 prospect prospect uh, Montrell Estelle mm-hmm. he played at a small uh, two-way high school down in Hooks Texas and he's a guy that at times I felt like has shown flashes on his film but he's not very consistent on it for a guy being that highly rated playing smaller football in Texas I would have liked to see maybe a little more uh, flash uh, out of his film a little more consistency because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like at that level you should probably be dominating a little more than than almost everybody else uh, when you're on that uh, level of playing field. Most definitely, if you're if you're recruited Texas, I mean that's that's uh, kind of how we feel too. We see these kids dominate these smaller classes, and you're like, well, wait a minute, you know? Uh, do you feel like it's a motor issue with him, or do you feel like maybe if you could put your finger on it that maybe he just is kind of out of everybody's league, lost interest? I guess I don't know how somebody could do that playing sports, but maybe there's a little bit of lost interest. I would say it was maybe more on his coaching staff. I don't want to knock their coaching staff or anything like that, but it seemed like he didn't really have the ball in his hands a whole lot. Uh, but he's coming to Texas to play defensive back. He's not going to play wide receiver or anything like that. He's not going to touch the ball there. He's, he's probably going to move in the, as a DB. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a guy that I kind of felt like being that highly rated and a top 300 prospect, I felt like I, I could have seen a little, maybe a little bit more out of his film. Uh, do, do you feel like this class, you know, you, you talked about earlier that Herman really addressed some needs. Uh, so do you feel like you've pretty much got uh, Texas has pretty much covered their needs or are there cer- certain holes that they need to start filling over the spring? I would say they're probably good with where they're at. They're actually a little bit over the scholarship limit right now. Mm-hmm. And so you may, you're probably going to see a little bit of attrition come springtime. 
but overall, I thought they did a nice job. They probably didn't get as many offensive linemen as they would have liked to sign. That would probably be maybe one area of concern. Uh, but other than that, I really wouldn't have too many complaints. Uh, maybe could have used another linebacker or so. But and other than that, I would say that they actually addressed their needs quite nicely, even though these guys aren't maybe aren't as highly rated as Texas fans are accustomed to. What a... Now that Tom Herman's been there for a little bit, what, a, what a, what's kind of your opinion on him? Do you think it was a – I know it's kind of early to tell, but do you think it was the right hire or are, do you got some questions there? And it's hard to tell because, you know, every, we all thought Charlie Strong was going to be the right man for the job and it didn't it didn't go so well there. Uh, but I, I do feel like Tom Herman's the right man for the job. Uh, just got some guys that he's brought along to his staff with him. They all have ties somewhere down the road. As to where the staff with Charlie always felt like a mixed bag of, of something that we weren't quite sure of. This one, this staff really seems to gel a lot better than uh, Charlie's first first staff uh, when he came to Texas. So I feel like he's set up better for success uh, as soon as possible. How, how are the players reacting to Herman? Are, are you hearing good things from, from the players? I've been hearing some, some mixed, you know, some kind of mixed reviews, uh, you know, uh, there are kind of reports that Tom Herman's been working on, you know, they're going to have a really tough off season. That's also the same thing that actually he implied at Houston when he came there in uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of, a lot of people were kind of, kind of hard on him for pushing his players. And it turns out they probably had the best season almost in Houston's program uh, back in 2015. So I feel like it, if he comes in, you know, get these guys to, you know, just grind it out. I feel like they could really, you know, maybe make an impact this season and possibly win eight to nine games this year and start turning the corner for the program. Yeah, I remember the videos that came out early after, you know, with him early on there, you know, the strength coach walking on players and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I figured that would kind of be going on here. But uh, just there's a question I have. I've been wondering a while, just some rumors we've heard on the recruiting trail for, I don't know, I guess since about the time he was hired there. Um, and if you do, if you have any, any anything else to add to this, feel free. But, um, you know, there's been some discussion, and it, and it mainly focus, focuses around um, uh, Oliver at uh, Houston and, I guess, in a sense, Walker Little and maybe some other guys, Harris, uh, Marvin Wilson, and some other guys too. But um, there's a rumor out there that, you know, I've heard from quite a few people that I think probably would have a decent idea that, uh, you know, Oliver and some other players at Houston were really hacked off about the way he left and maybe they had something to do with guys like Walker Little and some of the other ones turning away from Texas because they basically badmouthed Herman to a certain extent, saying, you know, you can't trust the guy, yada, yada, yada. Just, you know, your thoughts on that? Any truth to that as far as you know? That one is kind of news to me. The only thing that I would say to somebody maybe saying that argument is just take a look at the top ten of the top ten kids from Texas this year in 2017. There was only one that actually landed at a Texas school, being that being TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think it's just Texas, the Texas program that's having some issues. I think it's just the entire state of Texas that is having uh, some issues holding on to these kids from the state. Mm-hmm. And, and also that could be to the upper echelon talent in Texas, too. It seems like there's not just as much of it, like a defensive line, some of these key positions that we've seen Texas – you know, kind of have really great just crop of talent in the past at the the upper echelon level. You just don't feel like you're seeing that here recently. Is, is that true to you? You think? Um, I don't know if I would say that. I just 
I just think it's just a down year for, for just the Texas state of Texas football. You know, uh, everybody's kind of in a little bit of their mess in their situation. You know, A&M's, you know, was someone going to get fired? Tom Herman, Charlie Strong got left. Tom Herman's in. The whole, you know, scandal at Baylor. TCU's been down for a little while. But what they're finding out like, what life's like post-Trayvon Boykin. And, you know, and now Texas Tech is having to deal with uh, Cliff Kingsbury rumors. I just mm-hmm. think. Overall, it's just the state of Texas football. It's just it's not it's not a great year. Uh, it hasn't been a good uh, good year this past year for Texas football, but hopefully that could maybe change soon in the future. Um, kind of getting into a little bit of the stuff that I know it was a little bit before Herman came, obviously. But have you heard anything about? Uh, forgive me, you'll have to remind me of his name. The, the AD Texas brought in recently. Um, what's his name again? The AD they brought in. The new one, or, um, still have they still have Mike Perrin. Perrin, that's the well. Okay, I I know it was a little bit ago, but yeah, the guy they brought in fairly recently. Um, do you know? Have you heard anything as far as him and Herman uh, getting along pretty good? Does that seem like a relationship that's gonna? You know, a lot of times, you know, sometimes that can be kind of touchy starting off. Do you feel like they're kind of getting along pretty well, and that's something that could go well into the future? I would say so. Um, what was in Herman's last press conference, he was actually talking about upgrading some of the football facilities. And that's been kind of maybe long overdue in the, in the program as some of the facilities are kind of getting outdated and they're going to, Tom Herman did say in his last press conference that everything in the football facilities was going to get upgraded from locker rooms to weight rooms, uh, study rooms, you name it. Uh, they, he wanted to get it upgraded and, and make it some of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, with you know we're getting pretty close to spring football and then spring game coming up. But what what are you hoping to see in in the during the spring uh, for Texas? Well, I'm I'm kind of curious to see what the offense is going to look like. I want to see obviously you know the quarterback battles the big one. But what I'm really going to be keeping an eye on is that defense. Uh, Todd Orlando comes in from Houston, you know, with Tom Herman. and I, this is a guy that I'm really kind of excited about to, to see what he's going to bring to the program. And, and just the way he's going to use some of these guys that maybe in the past we weren't quite sure how to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, too, on that defensive side, too. I'm curious to see the secondary because, to me, you know, and I've had this discussion again with some Texas fans I know, and, and some of them have felt differently than me and some of them agree with me. But to me, that secondary hasn't quite been, um, you know, Texas-level, Texas you know, playing ability or just playmaking period. They just haven't quite had the guys I thought that they could have. Um, you know, I'm curious to see if he can make them do, you know, click a little better. Do you, do you think he's going to try to roll with those guys? Do you think it's just every man for himself? Maybe he'll be trying to bring in some of the younger guys. What do you think will happen there? I don't think that some of these, uh, there's some young DBs that they did sign, but there's, I wouldn't say that these guys are going to have an immediate impact. He signed Josh Thompson out of Nacogdoches, Texas. He's probably going to be a nickel guy, uh, early. And then another guy, Kobe Boyce. Uh, he's a guy that is might redshirt, I would say, because he needs to bulk up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I really do think they're going to stay with the players on the roster that they're going to use as some of the starters. Um, the uh, the Kobe Boyce guy you mentioned was uh, was there any truth to the rumor? Did you ever feel like maybe he might flip to Oklahoma? I think everybody did. So I'm you... not sure if he was just flirting around with other programs or wanted attention. But he was uh, he was a little maybe unsure of himself at, in the beginning. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's the name that I know got brought up quite a bit, and you know, of course, that the rumors and recruiting are just nuts. But <laughs> yeah. uh, we were just kind of something we had heard quite a bit, and it seemed like it could happen, you know, quite well at one point. So, um, just you know, as far as Texas, you know, they, they've had to play some really young offensive linemen. Do you do you feel like they're they've kind of found their batch of guys that they're going to go forward with? Because I know there's been a little bit of change there, and they've had a couple of young guys here recently. Or do you think some of the new guys they brought in might get ready get a chance to play? I actually do not think so. They only brought in two offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Kerstetter and oh, I'm sorry, the other guy's name still on my mind. Samuel <laughs> Cosme. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samuel's more of a project kind of guy. He's a raw prospect. He's a guy that I would say would redshirt. The same I would think with Kerstetter. Uh, he's a solid in the run game guy, but maybe needs some work in the passing game. Mm-hmm. But neither one of these guys, I, I don't think, will have an immediate impact. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one cl- one last question I kind of have about the offense. With you know, uh, it seemed like Bichelle, and I, and I know a lot of it probably was freshman. You know, just not quite being able to read things, maybe right off the bat or whatever. It seemed like he kind of struggled in the middle of the field throwing the ball more than you know. Obviously, on the outside, he had some really fast, gifted receivers. They could throw it up. They could go get it a lot of times. Uh, it helped obviously that he had a really quality run game. You could do play action passing and all that. Um, just kind of where do you think this offense is going to go now under Herman? Do you think it's going to continue to be more wide open, more fast-paced? They're going to try to pick it up and go, go, go? Or, you know, what do you think? What do you expect to see from this? I think it's going to be the same thing that you've seen him do the past two seasons in Houston. Uh, it's going to be more that power smash off spread mm-hmm. uh, compared to a true full spread uh, under like what we had with Sterling Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Sterling Gilbert was more of a run, 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 and then kind of hit the outside kind of guy, mm-hmm. where this offense is going to be a little bit uh, more all over the field. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was just kind of curious because, you know, he obviously doesn't have the same style of quarterback that he had at Houston. So I didn't know, you know, if he was going to try to feature some of that, you know, zone read type stuff and things like that too, or just, you know, more of a true spread attack. So that's one thing we've been curious about. Um, yeah, I would one, say Sam Ellinger would be a better fit for that offense than what Shane show would bring. Okay. One, one question I have – uh, I don't know why, but it seems to be a theme for me on these shows, but I always ask about the kicker, uh, Josh <laughs> Rowland. Uh, I mean, I don't know for sure, but this has got to be one of the few times that I remember Texas actually putting a kicker on scholarship. Um, what do you, what do you think about him? I mean, Texas kicking game, obviously last year wasn't, wasn't very good. So do you think he's going to be huge for them this year? I think Josh Rowland, he's going to be a guy that will step in and help out right away. Uh, he's actually the number one rated JUCO kicker. And another fun fact about him, he's actually the first uh, Tom Herman commit for Texas. Oh, I didn't realize oh, that. Really? Okay. That's interesting. He got the, tra- he got the train rolling. <laughs> he got the train rolling. I think he, he committed about 1030 at night. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, one thing, one thing I was noticing too on the enrollees. You guys only had three early enrollees, and that's something we've tried to hit on in some of these classes. Is that, you know, just by chance, just a lot of these guys didn't quite get their grades done in time. You know, you know, I'm sure Herman would have liked to have had more. Do you think that kind of sets Herman back in his first year a little bit? I wouldn't focus too much on it. Um, there's, you got the important one with Sam Ellinger. 
he's the guy that I feel like if you had to have one enrollee, he would be the guy that you would want in right away mm-hmm. just to learn the offense. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, a lot of these guys are going to kind of be on the same uh, level playing field because this this is a totally new offense to almost everybody. Mm-hmm. And nobody's really going to be too familiar with it. Uh, but I would say maybe a little bit more to do just kind of the when Tom Herman got hired, you know, the the uncertainty of some prospects actually wanted to come to Texas, let alone being an early enrollee. Uh, yeah. I think that kind of played a factor into it as well. Okay. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, anybody got anything else before we get out of here? Okay. That's all I got. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on with us, Derek. We really appreciate this. Thank you guys for having me on. And maybe we'll get to talk to you sometime soon down the road if you're not, you know, on the road or busy or anything like that. That sounds good. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, again, that that was uh, Derek Duke. He covers Texas for HCS. So just, uh, guys, your closing thoughts, overall thoughts on the the thing? Uh, One thing I found interesting was the quarterback battle. I guess it's going to be heating up pretty good in the spring and going into fall. So I I think that's going to be really interesting to watch. That really caught my attention at the end when he said Ellinger would fit more of – because that makes me think, hmm – you know, if they do try to install some of this other stuff that they've done in the past, to me that gives Ellinger a really good shot here. Yeah, and, and he's coming like he's saying they're coming in on an even playing field too because mm-hmm. Michelle's totally do this offense too. So mm-hmm. they're they're coming in at the exact same time basically into this thing. So if you know if Ellinger's a better, better fit, then you know I can see him sliding right in. Yeah, yeah. Brady, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting uh, about the guys that he thought would come in right away and make an impact. I mean, there there's very few that he kind of mentioned Gary Johnson being the main guy. Uh, so that kind of surprised me a little bit. I thought, you know, Texas, you know, they needed some help in some areas and I thought maybe some of these guys would be, you know, more, more ready to go this year than, than maybe following years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll be, I, I know there's, it's kind of hard to do with a new coach coming in to say, well, you think we'll do this or we think we'll see that, you know, it's kind of hard to really speculate on all that stuff, but you know, I mean, they, you know, obviously Strong brought in, you know, through two really, really good recruiting classes and one that wasn't too bad. So, um, you know, they've got some talent there, you know, and a lot of times we see this in the past where you, you had a coach that could recruit his ass off, brought in some good players, but just for whatever reason couldn't get the chemistry right. A new coach takes over, takes that talent and, you know, maybe makes a few adjustments and then boom, you know, they take right off. Well, look at Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, when Bob Suits came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, so. and, or even, you know, Ohio State or Meyer's yes. second year, they blew up. I mean, uh, even when Urban Meyer took over at Florida, I mean, you know, I could go on and on and on. It just, you know, that sometimes just the, a new coach, a different point of view, and, and, and sometimes maybe one of his classes at the most, and then boom, you, you know, everything takes off. So it'll be interesting to see. And, and how he deals with that pressure at Texas, too, because this is, I mean, obviously he's been there before, but not like this. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. So anybody got anything else to add before we get out of here? No, I think, I think it'll be really interesting. I think I'm really going to be interested to watch spring games, kind of see what happens. I think it's going to be – I'm interested to see what the offense looks like. I'm interested to see what the quarterbacks look like. It's going to be – this will be one of the few, uh, free few years that I'm really interested in watching a lot of, you know, different college games as far as spring games because this is going to be wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll definitely have my eye on that one down there, so – all right, guys, we're wrapping everything up. Uh, thank you, Texas fans, for joining us. Hopefully we'll get to communicate with you guys again in the future. And I guess until next time, everybody say bye. All right, thanks, guys. See you later.